0: All he does is catch the football. That's, that is beautiful. That's why I came to West Virginia, man. Ding dong. The witch is dead in Arizona. It's a
1: totally energized Heinz Field. The power of the renegade song.
0: The backyard brawl, man, against Pitt. Look at that.
1: Oh, there's Rod Wolfley. Wow. They came after Donovan McNabb. Went after them. They played to win the game.
0: Everybody's going bonkers, even the referees. Oh, those, those look like some sticky gloves right there. We talk about 50-50. Right now it's 50-50. Who's going to get it? Game. came with cover zero. Man across the board. Pick up a flag because,
1: hey, and then with the Renegade song, even flags don't count.
0: You're going to get an Italian army behind it right there, just like Franklin Harris.
1: My goodness, that is pure guts.
0: Give me a pepperoni roll, man. Yeah. Welcome, friends, to the three Wolves of football. The boys from Orchard Park, the outsiders. I am the Wolfman Dale Wolfley, and these are my brothers, eldest brother Craig. There you are. Derek, we call him Derry. And then you have, of course, uh, um, Ronnie Paul, Pony Boy, which I've noticed uh your uh, production executive there uh, has been calling you Ronnie Paul a lot of your radio show. So it's catching on, I think, for when the hoopy came on for your birthday, the 60th birthday. So good yeah. deal, man. No doubt. Okay, so why I want to kick this off is like we got a lot of a lot of good football. But before we get into that, you know, we talked last week about the fact that Derry and and you, Pony Boy, you didn't suck. Okay. And so that was a good thing Like we were all fired up about that. And, and so we got our first question for the three wolves of football. And this comes from Heavy Moe. Okay. His handle is Heavy Moe. And his question is, and Terry, I want you to answer this first. And then Pony, let you, me Pony. ask, is Heavy Moe related to slow mo? You, <laughs> you know what? Well, we're going to find out. But his question is, do you three meet in pre-production meetings? <laughs> well, let, me, let me answer
1: this right off the top. We, uh, we have a rule. There's no researching and there's no pre-production meeting. We let it fly, baby. It comes straight from the brain to the mouth, just like a gumball machine. You drop a quarter in, the gumball drops down, let it fly. That's,
2: That's the, the best one. way to do it, man. Why else would you do it any other way, No, we're not going to sit around and, well, what are you going to say? What are you going to do? And no, we don't do that. Um, This is raw, baby. And that is kind of (laughs) like our, this is kind of like our lives. Just raw. Walk through it. Whatever it may be, just walk through it. Do it. Shut up and sit down and be
0: quiet. Exactly. And I you know what? I'll tell you, you know, you guys it's exactly the way I feel. So that would be a negative heavy mo and you know, go get yourself a burger, man. All right. Let's go. <laughs> hey, I'm always up
1: for that. Me and Andy Reed. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, so sort of sort of
2: just jump in here and totally apologize for um. My attitude right now because it's not very good it it really is not um it's been a rough week man it's been a a rough couple of weeks right here and there's only one cure there's only one thing that's gonna cure it and that's beating seattle on (laughs) sunday
0: okay next all right well next is i'm glad because you know you are actually there and this is Okay, this is totally Jared Allen riding in in Minnesota where you were just at and getting into the Vikings
3: uh, Ring of Honor. Jared Allen
2: and the way he went about his business, uh, it was very, very cool to watch, especially when he said, first of all, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right. That's what he said. <laughs>
1: and we it blew love me away. That.
2: So, for me, yeah, I was I was very very uh, honored to be there and watch Jared Allen, um, and it was great to see that uh, we have a lot in common with him.
1: Yeah. So you hey, there Kind of funny. Let me just throw this out, just because we're playing off it. You know who? It was amazing. You know because he he was a sack master, and actually I think he he and Max Starks, you know. uh, from from you know my guy my buddy your buddy and everything oh yeah um, all right all right I think you know they trained together but they went against each other I'll never forget Max shut him down up in the dome I mean Max Max just played him to a T you know he used those jumper jumper cable arms uh, his you know getting a punch on him and everything and even though in the Metro dump as it was back then in the day you know that when it was so loud and Jared Allen would get the jump on just about everybody off the line of scrimmage, Max wired him. I always remember that one game. That was pretty cool.
0: Well, being that you were also a Viking for a couple of years, man, tell me what Skol is, S-K-O-L. What is Skol? Okay, let me give it to you straight up.
1: Skol is the Danish, Norwegian, and Swedish word for cheers or good health. It's a salute or it's a toast to an admired person or group of people. So it's kind of like, whoa, you know, cheers for you. You know, you score a touchdown, all that sort of stuff. And it you notice that they had the big Viking horn, the Galar horn, okay? Well, the Galar horn, what it does, it announces the Vikings are coming and the battle is about to start, baby. So that's for what sure. that big horn is all about.
2: Wait a minute, Craig. Wait a minute, though. It's not the Galar horn. Well, I mean, you know, I, 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 got, a, I
1: got a speech impediment.
2: It's called the Yallahorn
1: is what Gowl-a-horn, it is. Yalohorn, Yalohorn. <laughs> that's the Horn. Let's and let's, oh. let's oh. argue about ooze. <laughs>
2: that's <laughs> awesome, Greg. Oh.
1: That is hey. awesome right there, man.
2: Why don't you get off your tractor and say it right? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: like Galara Horn. <laughs> I, I like that better. That's the new woofly word, I think, for the week uh, will, will be that. So, very good. Now, you know, I couldn't wow. even pronounce it when I was up there. <laughs> Not <laughs> a surprise. Hey, they didn't want you to, man. All they wanted you to do is block, all right? So, you weren't asked <laughs> to do too many things other than that, right? But here's the thing, man. Is You know, Paul, I, I'll tell you what. We had a lot of response about you last week being the original greaser and that picture with you with the earring and people loving it. Absolutely. Just loving the fact. So, basically, you know, I was there and I, I really enjoyed showing that picture of you. And, and, and of course, we had the fun with it. But the family came back at me, man. They came back at me. and So this is a mulligan for me. And you know what? Instead of standing firm, I'm going to do a redo. Okay? I'm taking a redo, a mulligan, because this is me with the Backstreet Boys and sing. Oh, no. up <laughs> video.
1: Come on, Ooh, let's
2: get this,
3: oh. boys.
1: Pop-up video. Come on. Go ahead. Oh, my oh. goodness. The bad. It looks like he boys? stuck his finger in a light socket. Um. Well,
2: at least your hair looked good. <laughs> you know, kind of. Kind of a bit of a flat top there. I don't know, you're, you know, I don't know what you were putting in it, but it was a flat top. At there least there's a lot in there. there.
0: There's a lot in yeah. there. <laughs> and if you notice, I had two earrings in instead of one, so I really can't sit there and hammer on you for that. I well, really you got to explain what you were doing now. Well, okay. You- so basically, is you know, I was out there, and I was the tour manager, road manager, you know, slash bodyguard for all these groups and you know, Prince was one of them. And when we went on tour, there was a guy named Larry Graham and he was with the Graham central station. That's Graham, not grand, Graham. And he is in the rock and roll hall of fame. And every day Prince would have every show, every show day, he would have a two hour rehearsal, the greatest concerts of all time. Prince, I'm telling you, you say, no, 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 no. He would go ahead and say, Whoop, go get Larry. Because Larry was the opening act for him in that show. And they would go and they would talk to each other for 45 minutes with their guitars the bass guitar and the regular guitar with Prince. And they would just go and jam off each other. And I got to witness it firsthand. Really? People that never witnessed it. And you know what, Derry? I know you got to love this, man. wow i'm telling you so when you see that hair dude you see those earrings okay with the backstreet boys and sync you know and then there was also pony boys remember michael bolton oh (laughs) <laughs> oh, minute, you can you actually came to a concert with I, michael bolton
2: I, yes craig I, i'm telling you right now i mean that's back when dale was his tour manager remember michael bolton oh and, yeah and michael bolton was absolutely huge i mean huge he was selling out concerts he was all over the place and i'll never forget soda pop came down actually as his tour manager slash bodyguard <laughs> came down to phoenix and he was going to have a show in phoenix And suddenly Soda was like, hey, listen, let's go out to dinner the night before. Let's go meet me at this place. We went to this steakhouse the night before, and there were two tables sitting in this room, two tables. One was Michael Bolton's table, and one was Dale's table. And I brought Stephanie down, right? My wife, I brought her down, and boy, we, we got to eat dinner with Dale at his table. Michael Bolton was eating by himself at the other table. And then there were some other people that came to see him as well. But then at the end, Dale gets up and says, Hey, you know, Michael, I'd like to introduce you to my brother, Ron, and Stephanie. <laughs> and you, you I, I got to tell you right now, Dale and I were looking at each other. Stephanie was on my left. Bolton was on my right. And... He introduced Stephanie to Michael Bolton, and Michael Bolton took her hand and he just grinned at her and smiled and would not let go of his hand. <laughs> Craig, oh, God. He would not let go of his hand. Very, very awkward. I'm looking at Soda Bob. Soda's looking at me. Soda knows what I'm thinking. I know. <laughs> you're about to Soda If this guy writes up, right, Craig, if this guy does not let go of Stephanie's hand in the next three seconds, which he barely did, I said, I'm going to pop him, and Soda was looking at me like this, Craig. Don't do it. Nope. Wave off. Wave off. (laughs) He was saying, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And yet, finally, he let go of her hand, and I want to say it had to be eight seconds or something like that, but... Then that wasn't it. That wasn't the only thing. What was so incredible? The next night, the next night at the concert, Dale gave us great seats. We're in the front. We're in the front <laughs> row at the concert. I don't know any Michael Bolton songs. I, I respect his talent. He's incredibly talented. There's no doubt about it. He's an excellent musician. Yet at the same time, I know nothing about Bolton, and I'm up there, and Stephanie is she's she's up there. She knew some of his songs, and. I forget, there was this real famous uh, song that he did. When a man loves a woman. Oh, there when, you go. It wasn't, it, no, it wasn't that. It was time something and. Oh, oh
0: I can't remember. Go ahead.
2: Okay. It was this really popular song that he was doing. I forget. Just pretend the name when was, a man yeah. loves a woman. Okay. <laughs> okay. Whatever it may be. And he got to the chorus and he took the microphone and stuck it down to me in the front row. No, he didn't. He stuck, did. he he stuck did. it down to me, and I went, I didn't know. I didn't know the words. And his eyebrows went up like this, and he took it back.
1: And he just walked away. I mean, I'll never and forget that's, that. I thought, I thought Soda was going to get fired. That was the last time you were invited to a Michael Bolton dinner or concert.
2: Yeah. Time, well, love, and tenderness. Was time, of tenderness. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, love, yeah, yeah. and tenderness,
0: right? Uh, and okay. I didn't know the words. Well, I used to walk around with earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, when you came to Pittsburgh,
1: we went out to dinner with Michael. He was Good very too. gracious that night. I remember that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
2: You're telling me you went out? Oh, so I see. You went out to dinner with Michael Bolton, too. Is that what you're saying?
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh, here you I right You thought,
2: know. Oh, thought, thought you were special. you us to something special.
0: He <laughs> <laughs> oh, came right, into brothers. the bird, you know. We yeah. went there. Okay, we'll, we'll keep going here because I got something here. That, you know, I'm kind of hungry. So what I was thinking about this is, do you remember this right here? Do you, do you remember what this is? It's, it's got chocolate chips in it. Oh, it's, the a, chocolate chip it's a chocolate chip white cookie because you know, Hoopy was down this past week, our mother, right. and she made my favorite. Oh, are you
1: serious? You know, yeah. you know what my superpower is? I can look at a tray of those hoopy cookies and I can pick the one out with the most chocolate chips in, like that. I don't even have to work at it. Well,
0: <laughs> that is an awesome superpower. So, what I would ask you is this pony boy. What was your favorite dessert of Hoopie's?
2: Well, you know, she used to make her lemon pie, man. Her meringue wow. lemon okay. pie was lemon absolutely pie. incredible. That, to me, that, that was my favorite. I don't know about you guys, but. Derry, go ahead.
1: Anything she made. <laughs> I loved, <laughs>
2: Not loved,
0: loved it. Not very selective.
1: Those, those cinnamon rolls, oh, look out, baby. You could put some peanut butter on them and have that. A whole tray and for breakfast or whatever, man.
0: Yeah, how about the that? the the
1: apple pie.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, my goodness. Well, I'm going to tell you what. There's one person here that can verify that, whether or not you're telling the truth or not. And that, of course, is our mother.
1: Oh, oh my no. goodness. Hoopy. Hoopy. Hello, my son. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Surprise. Well, Surprise we are indeed. We are coming for live from the Wolf's Den over here in Morgantown, West Virginia, and a Hoopie is here. And well, Hoopy, go ahead and tell them what was their favorite. Were they right, or were you right, or were they wrong?
3: Um, we're, we're kind of in between here, so let me tell you, Mike, Craig, Alan, uh, you, your favorite cookie growing up was the <sighs> no bake chocolate oatmeal cookie. Yes. Yes, remember, honey. How could
1: I forget those?
3: And and then Lin Ray, your sister, reminded me that I would make an entire batch for you, and then I tell the kids I'm going to make a batch for the rest of you now. But I would give you the entire batch of cookies. I can't believe I did that. But uh, that's <laughs> that's your right.
1: Favorite. I was your favorite, Mom. I was your favorite.
3: No, I oh, uh, no, I have no favorites, my my precious boys. Listen, so Ronnie Paul, do you remember that lemon uh, jello? It was like a no-bake. no, no bake. It was like a cream cheese. Uh, you had the graham cracker crust and then the yes. lemon in the fridge. Yes. That was your favorite, Ronnie. I,
2: so. I do remember that. Hoopy, do you remember Aunt Marge's pie, too? Oh, sure, that sure. You would make, that you would make for me from time yes. to time as well. The I, I, I yeah, do that that heavy cream pie yep. that had yep. strawberries or blueberries yep. on top of it. It was
1: yep. so good. You're speaking yes. the language of love right now, man. <laughs> okay, so but, but growing up, right,
3: okay,
0: uh, that, that that
3: lemon no bake was what you loved. It was cream cheese and and, and even so you good. preferred it. You preferred it to a birthday cake even. And then, of course, um, my daily, you know, he loves the (laughs) white
0: It's it's this right there, man. The
3: white
0: cookie. (laughs) The the white cookie. All right. So listen, now, because you love this. You absolutely love this. I I can verify this. Was it true, okay, was it true that Craig used to sit next to the refrigerator and you were downstairs doing the laundry and he would call you up for a glass of milk? And, and he was right oh, next I was to it. Uh, right <laughs> okay. Is that true?
3: Um, well, I might not have been downstairs, but I, I, my Craig, I would, I would do anything. And he was so dear about asking me that I had to do it. He <laughs> asked <laughs> <So, That's> nicely, <laughs> he did, he did <laughs> ask nicely, and I got a, love, a lot of love in return. It was just uh, something between us. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now, is it true? Because uh, Pony Boy's not out of this one is it true that pony Boy slapped me 31 straight days in a row when i when i would mouth off to him and then i'd go running <laughs> behind your back is it no. true
2: no <laughs> it is
0: not <laughs> oh I, tell you, I was i was a smart elk growing up as a kid oh you were i you knew were. how to get your goat man and uh, okay mom so mom, tell us Who was the best behaved? Oh, my
3: goodness. Um, The best behaved. Um,
0: We already know it's not me, so don't worry about it.
3: Uh, Now, listen, I love you all, and I think you're all wonderful, sons. I would never say you were ill-behaved at all.
0: No, I believe you weren't. No. No, what? We were all good? Is that what you're trying to say? Most of the time. Most of the time. Yes.
2: So, you're saying jo- <laughs> you're sorry, so you're saying Joy May was the
3: problem. <laughs> uh, Joy May that's was, right. yes. That's there right. you go, <laughs> All right. Yes. We, we lived in a real little house, right, guys? That's right. And uh, we all, uh, I believe we all got along pretty good. Yes. Yeah. That's Woo.
0: the way mom likes to remember. There you go, mother. Well, listen, boys, say goodbye to your mother because she's going to be leaving us as we continue on to the football Oofy, conversation. Yeah. I love you so much, boys. What a special woman she is, and she had to raise uh, us five children in such a small house. And, and going, we've already talked about the boys from Orchard Park, but you know, honestly, guys, there's a, there's a tight end we talked about, or you guys actually talked about, and George Kittle. And you said he was the premier tight end. Now, the three wolves of football have been in the game for a long time, and we know what trash talking is. And here's George Kittle with a little bit of trash talking. Oh, oh. oh, I got you so good!
1: <laughs> oh! I got you!
0: You see, I, I made him jump. I made him jump. Oh, sorry. Chris, how you doing, dog? Man, I done tripped on somebody's foot. No, you didn't. That was all me. He said, "He said uh, the guy I, I must have tripped over somebody's foot." George Kittle said, "No, that was all me." Okay, pointed. I want to start with you. What is your story about trash talking that you would like to relay to
2: everybody? Yeah, I would just say this quickly right now. Um, back when I played, I was a fullback at 220 pounds, 222 pounds, somewhere in there. In an era, and Craig knows this and will tell you, and back back me up on this in an era where every fullback was 250 pounds plus every fullback was big 245 250 pounds somewhere in there for the most part and they would hammer straight straight ahead the power scheme was what everybody was running at that point in time kick out on the end man on the line of scrimmage on power iso blocks strong side and weak of course the fullback was a battering ram. I was only two hundred and twenty pounds, so I got I got killed on the football field often. Okay, I I would run full speed into a guy, just screaming, smash him, hit him right in the face, and stun him. That was my only chance that I had was to stun him because I wasn't going to move him. And how many times I'd go down to the ground after running full speed into this guy. And I would get off the ground and stick my face right up into his and just go at it with him. You are the biggest piece of dung out here on this field, right? That's what I would be saying to this guy. And I would do it in a clean kind of way because You know, we weren't raised to be profane for the most part. And yet I would still (laughs) Philip Rivers, the guy, get in his face. You are the softest piece of pretzel on this field. You know what I mean? And I never wanted the other guy to think I was afraid of him. So after he killed me, I'd get off the ground and stick my face right (laughs) in his and tell him what I thought of him.
1: All right, Terry. go ahead. You know, it was so funny because one time we were playing the Detroit Lions. I'm not going to name names in this, but I was playing against a a certain linebacker. And uh, from the very first play, it was a brawl. I don't know. I I couldn't believe it. It was like every time we locked up, it it turned into basically a, a punch it out, roll over the pile, referees separating us, and... I, I didn't understand why. I, I didn't, I didn't hardly know the guy. I mean, you know, I knew who he was and everything like that. And I'm, I, We'll just leave the names out right now, but anyhow, the whole game, it's going on like this, you know, you you're coming out, you come out, you start pushing him, and he would always get up and he'd go, what do you think now? You think I'm tough now? Huh? You don't think I'm tough. I'm like, what is your problem? You know what I mean? Just, it was just so out of character for this guy. You know what I mean? So we just went at it the whole time and, and and then after the game's over, I'm talking to a, a former teammate of mine that now played for the Detroit Lions, Kenny Dallaford, right? And I said to Kenny, I go, "What's up with so and so?" I go, "The the guy, it was just like he was he was like stupid the whole game long, you know." And 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 Kenny goes, "Oh no," he goes, "Was was he really mad?" And I go, "Well, yeah, you know," he says, "It, it turned into a fight after every play, every time we got hooked up." And he goes, oh. he goes. I was just busting on him like at pregame meal and I told him that that you thought he he stunk and he was a wuss and all this stuff and he goes and I meant to tell him you know before the game that I was only kidding. <laughs> the whole game long he just turned this guy into a maniac and I'm, I'm sitting there going you got to be kidding me. Thanks so much. You know, like the job isn't hard enough. As it is, you got to stoke the fire. You got to you got to poke the bear on this guy, and you know the whole game long, it's a brawl. And all because you were having fun at pregame meal and you forgot to tell him it was a joke. Thank you very much, Mister Mister Cemented.
0: So there you go. <laughs> that that hey, that's a pretty good story. Well, now we're going to move it along to where you know. Uh, Terry, we're going to talk about the Steelers and this call. It's a highlight uh, of you, and uh, oh I really like this. Here we go. Pass interference. Offense. Number 14. It's penalty. We play first down.
1: And they are jawing Pickens and Bradbury. Indeed. You've got what you wanted. you got the single high. You want to let it fly. And i got to tell you, that was, again, awfully ticky-tacky, but it makes it sound like, you know, Homer about it, but it, there wasn't much of a push there. I say, okay, were you being a homer? <laughs> no. You know, the thing about it is you go watch the film. Here's the thing. You got a, a, a supposed push-off that didn't occur. He got flagged for – he got his hand up, but he didn't really push off. It's kind of like – if you ever watch the, the film from the Sonny List and Muhammad Ali championship fight years ago, all right, everyone talks about the ghost punch. You know, you got Ali hit him with the left hook, boom, right? He drops Liston. Oh, it didn't happen. You know, Liston was just taking a dive and stuff like that. No, it really happened. The shot was there. You have to look closely and you see it. Well, it's the same way. That was a ghost push-off right there, you know? And it's, it's a shame. And I wasn't being a homer, although I felt like one at the moment. But, you know, that's part of that. You know, the thoughts run from your brain to your mouth like a gumball machine. So there you go.
0: Yeah, I've, I've been called a homer a few times. Pony, how about you? Have you been called a homer? Oh, my the gosh. Cars?
2: Listen, if, if you're going to be on the radio and you're going to be doing anything regarding a football team, basketball team, uh, baseball team, hockey, it doesn't matter. If you're on the radio and you're doing anything, calling any game, you're going to be called a homer. Just get ready for that. Understand that. There's a lot of people out there, when they don't understand something, Um, they, they immediately project their weakness onto you and their weakness. They immediately think you're not telling the truth just the way they might not tell the truth, which is a joke. Um, we tell the truth. You, you listen to Dave. That's the point.
1: That's the point. Yeah. I'm a homer. I root for the Steelers in a way, but I tell the truth. Yeah, exactly. It's,
2: it's, I will never, ever say anything that I don't believe ever. I will tell you the truth as I see it. And I think I'm very objective of of that when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just know there are people that are out there that are always going to project their weakness onto you because they would do it. They think, Oh, you know what? If somebody was paying me, I wouldn't tell the truth about this. I wouldn't tell the truth about what's happening on the field. I'd always see it the Cardinals' way. That's not, that's a lie. You guys know, I've talked to you about this before. You guys know how much that bothers me. It does.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. I'll tell you what, you know what I do? I just did, I just say, hey, listen, you calling me out? I'll meet you at the flagpole at three o'clock. Okay. All right. That's what I'll do. I'll just meet you at the flagpole. But regardless, uh, I, I get now speaking soda, of which, hey, you, soda. I just yeah. got to say this quickly. I, I used to
2: do that when I was on my, my first few years on talk radio when I was, you know, was there. And the the there. That's right. You were there. I used to do that. I literally would call a guy. I tell him, come, come down to the station right now. Come on down here right now. You, you think, listen, I'm only 218 pounds. Okay. Come on down here right now. You're acting like you're some big tough guy. You're 350 pounds. What do you say? You come on down here, right? And all of a sudden, the GM came up into the outside of the studio and said, You better knock it off right now. Stop bringing people down here to challenge you to a fight. So, anyways, lesson
0: learned. Well, I can
1: say. Then we all have a hand in the deck on that one. So let's just carry
0: on. <laughs> uh, we'll carry on because now you can tell the truth about D hop and his one handed catch the Carlos, because you know, it's funny because the announcer says it, go ahead, just listen. And then I'll let you finish with it. Cause I don't want to put words in your mouth. Why would you ever throw this? Watch him come down here in motion. He's completely covered up right here. Why would
2: you? Even? Because number ten has got the biggest hands on the planet, and look at him stab
0: that thing out there, making it look easy. You can't have better coverage if you're Harrison. Okay, yeah, so that's... you've said about D up. He's got you know the sickles. Go. I want you to tell us about Holland special because he's number one right now since he's returned in production as a wide receiver in the NFL.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt. First of all, that was Mark Schlereth. That was Stink, somebody that I love. I love this dude, Stink, man. He's cool. Yeah, no, he is cool. And and I love his points on a lot of um, things in regard to football. But having said that, um, DeAndre Hopkins, the 50-50 ball, man, you hear about this all the time. It's more like 80-20 when it's with D-Hop. There's no doubt about it. Um, Throw it up. He's one of these guys, even when he's covered, he's open. That happened to be a great throw by Kyler Murray. No doubt about that. He put that out there beautifully for DeAndre Hopkins. And as you guys know, in the game of football, a great throw always beats great coverage. It always will. And um, that was exhibit Z as far as I'm
1: concerned. You know, one of the interesting things, though, because even the- – you know, you had uh, uh, a lot of receivers now making these one-handed catches. And it's kind of interesting to me. It's like some of the receivers nowadays, I'm not saying that that one specifically because that would seem to be – that's all you could do. Uh, but it seems like they're, ta- they're taking style points as also something, you know, a- along with the reception. I'm like going, man, you, you don't need to make it any harder than it is. And, by the way, how many of those one-handed catches do you think there would be back in the day when – there was no gloves, the tacky gloves they got now. That's, that's an element that, uh, you know, I think a lot of people don't consider.
0: Yeah. Well, truthfully. And what I would say too that is that's just following along the lines, the one handed catches of showmanship of the way the guys are trying to do big hits, losing their right. fundamentals in the hitting and tackling department.
2: I got no problem whatsoever. If a guy wants to stab it with one hand, I got no problem. You want to catch it with one hand? Have at it, man. Just make sure you catch it, <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: yeah, no. I mean, make sure you you catch it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's talk now then about the the trade in the NFL draft because in it was the most traded players, twelfth in the last thirty years. A, a lot going on, and Derry, obviously that uh, applies to the Steelers as well. You know, if you look at this, the Steelers, uh, you go went ahead and got rid of. Uh, Chase Claypool to the Bears, and then he picked up uh, Williams from the, the Commanders.
1: Exactly so. You know, the Steelers have been plagued all season long with injuries to the secondary. At one point in time, the whole secondary was was injured, literally. I mean, they were down to practice squad players and so forth, and they did a magnificent job. But, you know, you have a situation like we had in Philly, and uh, playing, the, you, you you had to upgrade a little bit. And uh, they need they need another corner. William Jackson's a corner that um, he's very good in man coverage. The Steelers play a lot of man coverage, so they needed that another guy that was able to do that. And you saw in Philly, if anybody watched that game, you know they lit up uh, Akella Witherspoon pretty good with AJ Brown on uh, three touchdown receptions, and it was it was tough. I mean, Jalen Hurts was on; those passes were spot on. Uh, Akella Witherspoon and two of the uh, touchdowns. He was right there for the play to make the play. He didn't make the play. Um, and, and then the other one was Minka. You know, Minka's just a great player, and and he didn't make it. That's the way it happens sometimes. Even even the greatest of the great didn't make don't make plays from time to time. But uh, William Jackson, well known for his man coverage skills, was is a welcome addition. He was over in uh, uh, with Washington. They brought him over. He had just signed a new contract last year. But Washington plays a lot of zone. That's not what he excels at. So he became available off a of big contract. He was primarily, I remember him from his Cincinnati days. He had four years in, the, in Cincinnati. And uh, they played a lot of man coverage there. And he, did, he was good. The other guy, of course, Chase Claypool, he went on to Chicago. They got a second-round pick. So they got value for value because mm-hmm. Chase Claypool was a second-round pick. I was always, Chase just kind of frustrated me. The guy had so much talent. There was so much meat on the bone, as Mike Tomlin likes to say, for this guy to do. He was six four, two hundred thirty eight 238 pounds, ran a four a 40. This guy was, he could jump. He could, they used him to wham on, on, on blocking plays. And his production just dropped pretty much year by year, over the last couple of years, he had 11 touchdowns as a rookie. I uh, had just one this year. Um, I, I don't know. I hated to see him go. You know? but at the same time, you realize George Pickens is coming on. You got Deontay Johnson. So it wasn't, it, 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 by all accounts, it's a, it's a good move for the Steelers. But I really thought Chase, um, I'm sorry to see him go because Kenny Pickett needs all the, 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 the you know, the. The top flight talent around him and he's he's an excellent talent but for whatever reason he just has not really lived up to what i thought he was capable of doing i thought he'd be a superstar by now
0: right well i actually did too so i i agree with you there i'm gonna just say it here uh pony boys that car stand pat nothing going on there for the guys uh yeah, yeah you know, I think,
2: I think so, Pop. I think, um, you know, the Cardinals um, are looking at so many guys that they're hoping are going to be healthier this second half of the season coming up. Um, you know, guys like Rodney Hudson, you, you, that's a difference maker. You're talking about Rodney Hudson, um, a guy that has been in the Pro Bowl many times, multiple times as a center, of course, one of the best centers in the game. Uh, back in his prime. I still think when he plays, their record is incredible. They win more games than they lose when he plays. Rodney Hudson is a difference maker. They get him back. They get James Conner back at some point in time. James Conner's still with the ribs. He's banged up. And Craig, um you know all about James Conner and what a good football player he is!
1: Love the um, dude. Especially
2: he's, he's since amazing. he showed, yeah, yeah. Especially since he showed up here um, in Arizona, he has been playing incredible football. They miss him. They miss his physicality. They miss his north-south running, especially in short yardage and goal line situations. They miss. They miss uh, DJ Humphreys, who's their left tackle now. He missed the last game. Um, you know, now they're getting ready for Seattle at home coming up on Sunday. There are four guys that really make the rushing attack work James Conner, DJ Humphreys, Rodney Hudson, and Max Williams. And Max Williams is the tight end, he's the guy that's on the practice squad now. They had, to, they had to actually release him earlier in the season, uh, because his knee just wasn't right. He's trying to get better, trying to get back. Um, he was a difference maker, a stud tight end, a true yeah, wide, if ever there was. Yeah, absolutely. So the Cardinals, I believe, they think Rodney Hudson is going to get better. They think that uh, James Connor is going to get better. DJ Humphreys could he even be back this week. They need those guys to get back. And if, in fact, they do, I think their offense is going to start clicking with D-Hop back in the fold.
0: Yeah, good points all together. Sometimes you got to hold them. I want to hold them. Don't want to let them go. Right. But I'll tell you one thing. What I'm all fired about because you, you take a look at this. If you're with the Colts and you get traded to the Buffalo Bills, you might be doing flips as well. A guy being headed from the Colts going Naheem Hines uh, and Marlow out of Atlanta headed to the team. I mean, think about that. You're going ahead and you're getting the opportunity to go right to a Super Bowl contender. Um, let me
1: say this do you think that the Bills <laughs> mafia is not like excited to see that dude coming you know yeah put yeah. triple Lindy onto a table or something like that I love this guy <laughs> you you listen to what this guy says he says you know he is he's returned punts all his life right and one of the things he says before he goes out there this coaches have, have told me uh, have told people this he says if I die I die I don't care because I'm gonna you know I'm gonna lay it on the line. And that's one of the, the guys, that's a throwback. That's a guy that, you know, back in the day when, you know, you just you didn't think about things called business decisions or anything like that. You go out and you just lay it on the line and play ball.
2: Yeah, guys, can I just, you know, let's just appreciate, can you imagine manipulating your body like that? Okay, like, <laughs> I mean, can you imagine doing that? How fun that's got to be to be able to do that. And yet the contortions that he's got, I mean, can you even, your brain can't, it
0: just explodes. <laughs> Would that be like throwing rocks at the moon? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. I, I,
1: get, I can tell you this much. If I ever try that, it's going to end badly for the. Kid.
0: Oh. oh, my goodness, if, I, if you ever try that, it better be into a big hard. pool of water.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll give you cold, hard cash, man, just to see you <laughs> try.
0: <laughs> well, I will just say. Try this. a cartwheel, man. Just a cartwheel. I mean, I, I will say this if the Bills make it to the Super Bowl, I'm definitely busted a table. <laughs> All right, I'm definitely oh, wow. busted. Go I'm saying one. it right now. I, I will you bust. you got to film this. I want to see that. <laughs> There's no doubt. But you know what, Bonnie? I'm going to give you this because I know you love this guy. And a special time for him uh, with Coach Belichick, but check it out. So, the number two all-time coach in the 103-year history of the league, our coach, Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yeah.
1: told you it's the truth now players win them players win them players win games all right glad we have a lot of good players on this team
0: now you know we all know about bill belichick and and everything and but the truth is the truth and i've said it for years i know y'all believe in it but if you don't got the jimmy's and jealous man you don't go (laughs) <laughs> that's just the, the truth of it. All these coaches that are getting paid, and all these great ones. It's about the players, man. It's about yeah. the players.
2: Yeah, that, you know, I, I vividly remember uh, Bill Belichick um, as the Cleveland Browns coach for the two years that I actually played for him. And I learned so many things from him in those two years. And um, it's about the player, not the play. That's, that's what I take away from him. One of the big takeaways I had, it's about the player, not the play. We can go out there and we can run any play. And if you go out and you do your job, the, the chances of that play being successful skyrocket. It's about the execution of the play and you doing your job. Man, I can't, guys, I wish I had a dime. For every time, Bill would say, do your job. And um, football becomes very, very um, non-complicated when that is your sole goal on the football field, on any play. Do your job. Doesn't mean you're going to be successful, but know what to do and do it as hard as you possibly can. Do your job.
1: You know, what's interesting is you got real hard truths in football, and I love that. You know, it's not the X's and O's, it's the Jimmy's and the Joe's, right? Coaches coach, players play, right? And and the third one I I absolutely love. It's, you know, remember Yoda, right? Let's go Star Wars in here. Do or do not. There is no trying. You know what I mean? That's the whole thing. You either do it or you don't. I mean, and that's the beauty. But you know, though, Greg, with Yoda, listen, Yoda never had a mouth guard in, okay?
2: Because guess what? <laughs> hey, <laughs> let, no let me trying. tell you something. He hey, took out all those
1: Rangers, you know. And <laughs> Yeah, right, Greg. Right.
2: But you know what? Hey, Yoda, sometimes you try as hard as you can and you get your face blown off. Exactly. Because the other guy good,
1: too. You do or you do not. You you know, there's there, it, the whole thing about it is that's what I love is the simplicity of football. Look, for me, there was always two scoreboards. There's the one up on the at the end of the stadium. That's for the fans. That's for the team. But there's that personal scoreboard down in the trenches, man. It's it's mano. It's you and me. Let's see who's standing at the end of three hours here. That to me was always one of the most enticing things about football. I love the challenge of pitting myself against another human being yes. and it, in a test of wills. Yes. And it had elements of the weather to it, it had elements of other things to it. Even when guys stoked the fire and poked the bear, just throw up the heat on one side or the other. But that's one of the beautiful things about the game of football, It's you do or you do not.
2: Yeah, it's so beautiful. It really is. Um, I, I felt exactly the same way, and I, I know you do as well, Soda Pop, to be able to go out there and, and give it all that you have, man, and lay it on the line and get up and do it again and again and again. Um, guys, I, I, in in the, in the NFL, um, I can tell you right now, after dad died, um, not only, um, not only at the college level, but also into the NFL, I, every game I went into, I can tell you right now, I don't think I ever walked in between the white lines and looked at it as a game. I saw it as a test. It was going to be a test. Are you as tough as dad? I kid you not. And I'd smear the eye black on and streak the tears down in his name. And it was because are you as tough as your dad is? And that's why I went out there. And and I mean, I don't want to get emotional, but um, that I never played in a game. It
0: was always a test.
1: It was always a test. You know, All it right. Is- that's what it meant to be a son of Ron Wolfley.
0: There you go. Trucker Ron yeah. Wolf in Buffalo in the cold. We all know what that meant at 4 o'clock in the morning, cleaning the trucks in the very Ooh. cold garages. But anyways, last thing, my brothers. Uh, and this is this is what I, I think this guy is just embodies what I think about football and love playing it. And you can agree or not to agree. <laughs> I love it. I
1: love it. I love it. Let's go. Let's
0: go. Let's go. I mean, I got to tell you, I don't know anyone that seems to be happier playing the game of football right now. Now, I know things are going really well for him and the team's looking really good. But that cat really loves to play football. He's having fun.
1: And the thing about it is, he's fine. Wait until he gets into double-digit years. Then, you know, you might see a little bit more where, uh, you know, he's he's a little bit quicker to uh, let the ball go and throw it rather than run it like that. But I love his enthusiasm. I love what he's doing right now. That's fine and dandy. You know, just you got to try and make sure that you keep yourself. You know, it's, it's like I told uh, – I've told this story before. I heard Mike uh, Tomlin talking to Kenny Pickett during one practice. And Kenny ran the ball. I heard Mike say, Kenny, it's fine. You know, in college, they'd come up and they'd put, you know, a little tap on you stuff like that. It goes, in the big leagues here, they'll put you to sleep. Get down. You know, and that's that's the thing about it. And But but Josh is, is an incredible athlete. He's a great leader. Love to see what he's doing. But, uh, you know, again, as you age, you tend to avoid some of those big hits. Dumb. Yeah,
2: I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, also, I would say this, guys, and – Um Josh Allen is one of my favorite guys in the league. And yet you guys know my philosophy on NFL quarterbacks. They're they're not football players. Okay. They're not.
1: (laughs) Josh Allen
2: is Josh Allen is a football player. Yes. He's a football player that happens to play quarterback in the NFL. And Obviously, I I know that quarterbacks technically are football players, but unless you engage in the essence of physically throwing yourself up against another man and trying to better him, I don't really consider quarterbacks to be football players. But Josh Allen is one of those exceptions. That dude is a football player that happens to play quarterback.
1: Think about this in Buffalo. What about a man named Jimmy Kelly? Huh? That oh, was then, another football player. Well, back,
2: back then guys took shots. Guys got beat up. They were allowed to take shots. Now I, I mean it's it, it's ruining the game to some degree to actually see these quarterbacks preserved to the degree and protected to the degree in which they are.
1: Just remember this. All the quarter the, the quarterbacks of yesteryear, think about Bobby Douglas and Roman Gabriel. <laughs> those guys yeah. I love Roman Gabriel man hey Roman Gabriel if you if you saw a shot from a few years ago he punched some dude out at a reunion somewhere he's like 75 80 years old he still took took a, a swing at somebody you know you love guys like that they played when you know the game was everything and it was just we stand on the shoulders of those men you know, you know those men those they 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 started this. They carried it. It was. It's a privilege. It's it's a huge thing, man. What they did,
2: huge indeed. Craig, like Roman Gabriel's back.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> he had a back
2: that was literally five feet long. His back, just his back, and you just
0: go whack him right. In the room. He was something, man.
1: <laughs> All right, guys, back in the day.
0: All right, my brothers. I'm gonna let you go here. We've already used up our time, but I'm gonna leave you with this. Coaches coach, players play. You got the Jimmys and Joes. You can play and you can be successful as a coach. And that's from Mr. Sync Backstreet Boys. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> video. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the hair, What's <laughs> the hair. Hey video. All right, and
1: brothers. You're looking very slender there, Dale.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was 22 years ago. <laughs> Tell me about it, brothers. I love you very much. Uh, thank you once again. You're excellent. Thanks to Heavy Mo for his question about. I don't know if it was good or bad, whether we meet or not, but it was our first question of the show. And and uh man, have a good, have a great, love week. You, bros.
2: Okay, love Bro. you guys. And soda pop. Make sure you tell Hoopy
1: we love her. Okay? Yes, <laughs> yes. You got. Don't it. eat all the cookies. Save some, would you?